Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Good day, sir. Good day to you, too. You know? It is nice out. You know, it is, it's, it's, it's been so nice that every, even though it was hot like yesterday, yeah. but you know, the sun sets and it starts, not even before it sets, it gets on the other side of our house where the back porch is shaded. My family, we go out there and we sit and mm. hang out at night. Love now, it. were you out there last night yep. when the wind picked up? Oh, I was. Oh, it so got was I. crazy. Yeah. It was blowing like oh, leaves off bit. the trees. Yep. I was like, what? So I, then I went in because I didn't know if it was going to rain. So I went in. It the, did because I stayed out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I went into the garage, opened up the garage door, and then just sat just outside of it. Mm. And it finally did rain. So, yeah, man, that was intense. It was fun. That was great. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's nice and warm, which I liked. I dig it. It's been good, man. I'd like to sit out there, have a cigar or two or three and um, four, five, whatever. Right, what are you looking for? I'm just, uh, I'm here with you. You're looking confused. I am not confused. Why are you staring at your screen with a glazed look on your face, but your eyes are darting back and forth? You know, I'm just kind of working through things in my head. Okay. That, that's all. All right, 1689 stuff. Yeah, I know, 1689. I just want to make sure I had our website up, and I do have our website up. And so, yeah. You looked terribly confused, but all right, good to go. Yeah, yeah. Good to go. So, You know what's not confusing about, though? What's that? I received, all right, someone said something to me yesterday. Okay. About an opportunity. And I said, oh, they go, would you be interested in something? And I go, well, yeah, send me the details. I was asked. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I got the details today. If I would go to a photo shoot. Oh, I know about this. Do you really? Of course I do. I'll, I'll finish it for you. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, uh, I believe if, if the rumor mill is, is correct, you can tell me how the telephone game goes. That, oh, wait a second. <laughs> no, this is, uh, this right. is so um, there is I remember guy, now you, you were there. <laughs> <laughs> you dummy. You're so dumb. Oh, man. Jimmy like... has been invited to be a model mm-hmm. for a uh, golf. For, for golf clubs. For golf clubs. But it's it's specific kind. It's for the kind where it's the for person's. The golf- the, no, the golfer that's not very good, or maybe just a step up from starter. They specifically said they're looking for people who don't look like golfers. That don't look like golfers, aren't necessarily great golfers, and have money, and have tattoos, beard, and long hair. There you go. There you <laughs> and go. with the, and in the in their thirties, because Joe's like, I'm available. I remember like, that now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, hey man, they need like a short, wrinkly, bald guy, and they're like, you're too old. I'm like, yeah, yeah I said never mind to you. I don't know anything about golf. Yep, yep. Yeah, Jimmy checks a lot of boxes yeah. <laughs> uh, on this one. So, so it's funny because I went and they sent, you know, I, I looked up the website and everything. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I would definitely buy those gloves or right. the, buy those uh, clubs. clubs. They're called clubs, yeah. You would too. They're that cool looking? Yes. I've never swung a golf it's, club. It's exa- it doesn't matter. Okay. It's exactly like I fit the demographic they're looking for. It's like that guy with disposable income that's better than a starter kit, starter set, but is not going to go a la carte, you know, and like right. buy individual things and spend all that money. But this is quality but stuff. want to look good because, yeah. I, you know me, man, I come on. If you're Saddle on the golf leather, course, you're just out car. there to like enjoy a cigar and a beer and hang out. And, 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 and show look, off clubs. look good in your sports stuff. Your well, no, stuff. I no, I don't care about that. It's the club. You can't carry those glo- those clubs and not dress like a good golfer. You still, if you have to carry, if you're going to have the gear. Well, I have the, yeah, I got my shirts and stuff, but I don't yeah. do like the whole polo thing and all that. You, I, I you, gotta, can't. you can't wear your Doctrine Devotion t-shirt. That you, you know what? Wear. It depends on where I'm at. When I'm in like 
I feel bad saying it. When mm. I'm in Port Alberni, British Columbia, I'm definitely wearing my my you know Doc and Devo stuff there. Yeah, of course. And jeans. It's Canada. Uh, yeah. Well, oh there's gosh. some courses mostly in dressed Canada. in pelts up there. There's some courses <laughs> in Canada that I will you know dress up in. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So yeah, I love that you were so excited to tell me about this thing. Man, and, I even said uh, like, Joe, I got something for us. Yeah, I and, got uh, something. I'm like, what are we going to do? Like, oh, I'm going to tell you. So this is what we do. We don't know what we're going to talk about until we sit down, and then Jimmy. Turns out, um, didn't even turns know. out you already knew about mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah. What are you reading? You keep looking at the screen like you're reading. Something. I'm not reading anything. What are you doing? Don't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm doing something. You know, I'm recording the podcast. Don't do yeah, that. No, touch it again. Stop it. I'm going to touch it all that I want. Stop it. It's my podcast. You know, this is the same model mm-hmm. and year as your computer that you, for it's some not. reason, it's think. Not. That's a 15 inch. Okay. 15 inch. Okay. So you're wrong. 2018. Yeah. Mine's a 2013. It's not a 13. It's not 2013. Mine's a 13 inch and a 13 inch lasts two inches less than an 18, than a 15 inch. 2016, still running yeah. faster than yours. I know, because you never use it. It just sits in your bag. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it's, 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 it's paperweight. It does not yeah, sit That's why it works so good. Yeah. Oh, like, how often do you change the iPad? Who, me? Yeah. Uh, Every single release for the last no, three. Yes. No, yes. that's not true. You want to walk through it? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, so you got Go the ahead. brand new one. The brand, brand new one. When? when? As soon as it came out. I don't even know what we're talking about. With the new about. keyboard. And before that, you got the brand, brand new one right before that, because uh, I remember that's when the pencil fit on top. And before no, that, no, you got the brand, brand new iPad. One. You're talking about yeah, iPad. Yeah, that's what I said, iPad. Oh, I thought you were talking about computer. No. But you oh. get that, too. But no. the company buys those, I think. Yeah, so. these are, this is a company. All right. Man, what? Hey, hey, man. Oh, you got a little bit. What is it? What right here. Me? Yeah, you it? got a little jelly right there. Oh, really? Mm, mm. Why don't want to wipe off that jelly? It's not I'm not good jelly. Look. I'm angry. Oh, is that it? Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about the 1689. We're going to wrap up. This chapter on the Lord's Supper, paragraphs wow. seven and eight. Now listen, think about it. Of all the of all the paragraphs in all of the chapters of yeah. 1689, some chapters have more paragraphs than others because there is more to say, there is more controversy, mm-hmm. there is more abuse or whatever. Some things are a bit simpler. Um, you got eight paragraphs here. So the yeah. Lord's Supper should be important to every Baptist. And if you don't take it seriously, you ain't a real Baptist. Oh, here we go. Paragraph seven. Worthy receivers, outwardly partaking of the visible elements in this ordinance, do then also inwardly by faith, really and indeed, yet not carnally and corporally, but spiritually receive and feed upon Christ crucified and all the benefits of his death, the body and blood of Christ being then not corporally or carnally, but spiritually present to the faith of believers in that ordinance as the elements themselves are to their outward senses. Bam. That's good. That is heavy stuff because that should put an end to the misnomer that Baptists are merely memorialists. Yeah. It's we're just just thinking back, just a memory. Nothing's going on. Now, Joe, for, for Steve McCoy that's listening right now. Yeah. When, oh, when, when, who wouldn't understand? Who would understand words like, mm. I mean, carnally and maybe corporally. Right, right. Can right. you help him understand that? Well, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's walk through it, right? Okay, all right. So first of all, it says that um, worthy receivers. So we're going to get into that in paragraph eight, but you're not automatically a worthy receiver of the Lord's Supper. No, Certain no. things have to be present for yep. you to be a worthy receiver. Now, worthy receivers, we'll talk about that later, who are outwardly partaking of the visible elements in this ordinance, right? So you're eating the bread and you're drinking the wine. That's how you outwardly partake. They are also inwardly by faith, really and indeed, spiritually receiving and feeding upon Christ. We are spiritually 
feeding on Christ. Now, Christ. is that like pretend like when my nephew comes over and he's having dinner mm-hmm. and uh, he's supposed to be having dinner and he's like, I'm going to go ahead and pretend eat this Uncle Jimmy. And I go, well, then you're going to pretend eat dessert. Oh, because Michelle's cooking, I'm guessing. Is that why he's only pretend eating? First of all, no, I'm cooking and you know I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So why is he not eating? Because he just he's very picky. Well, you said this is your who? My nephew from Canada. No, 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 no. One of the others. Dear Tay's kid. Oh, Preston. really? Oh, it's weird. Yeah. And so he'll be like, I'm pretending, I'm going to pretend eat this, Uncle Jim. I'm like, well, guess what? You're going to pretend eat some dessert yeah. after. Yeah. And my kids are like, oh, Preston, you better eat because he ain't playing. Yeah. And if, and if you like, if you like Jimmy's uh, entree, you're going to love his dessert. So you better get on it. I, I, so you can I get I, some of it. I don't make dessert. No, I just yeah. go get the ice cream. No, that's not good. I don't know. I don't know how to make dessert. And if I hear I one, I did try what? making a really. Oh, never mind. Sorry. What? I made a souffle for Michelle. Oh, it was. What? Talk about dessert. I know. How do you go to souffle? That's a dessert. <gasps> souffle. Oh. <laughs> that's not a dessert. Souffle. Chocolate are like souffle. Oh, a chocolate souffle. Yes, of course. Oh, I'm thinking like a, like a savory souffle. Goodness. Like, that's not oh, dessert. that's so cute. There's of different you. kinds of souffles. That's, a, that's so cute of you. Spell souffle, Jimmy. You know what? C. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so here's the thing. We are spiritually nourished yeah. on Christ. We feed upon him by faith because Christ is spiritually present to the faith of believers. So this means a couple of things. One, it does not mean that we are actually carnally, corporally, that we are not physically consuming the, the body and blood mm. of Jesus. He is not being sacrificed up again. There has been no transubstantiation here. Yet we are being nourished in our faith as we feast upon Christ spiritually uh, in this ordinance. The elements serve the outward um, uh, senses, yeah. but our, our faith is served by the spiritual reality that Christ is with us as we do this. So Christ is present when we observe the Lord's Supper, um, spiritually present, and with those who receive it by faith. So the idea that that Baptists just have this empty, cheesy, nothing is happening moral view isn't accurate. Now, of course, there are some Baptists that don't have a fully developed view of the Lord's Supper, but confessional Reformed Baptists or particular Baptists, yeah. We're there. We're with you. We have a lot more in common yeah. with Calvin than we do the average Southern Baptist church that hasn't articulated this particular doctrine very well. So then what is this? Like when, when we see this inwardly by faith, this spiritual blessing or this we spiritually receive and feed mm-hmm. upon Christ crucified and all the benefits of his death, the body and blood of Christ being then not corporally or carnally, but spiritually present to the faith of believers in that ordinance as the elements themselves are to their outward senses. What are we talking about there when we're, t- when, when, when it's talk about that spiritual blessing? Mm-hmm. Well, in first Corinthians 10, 16, um, it says this, the cup of blessing, speaking about the Lord's supper, the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Mm-hmm. That word participation means fellowship, that there is a kind of intimate fellowship that we have with Jesus when we observe this ordinance. And so when we say that Christ is with us, we are experiencing his grace in a sanctifying manner so that our faith is actually strengthened. Our affections are um, aroused, mm. as it were, right? So we become, we should be uh, becoming uh, more passionate, uh, hating sin more, loving God and neighbor more, like all of these things, especially as we are contemplating the word and hearing the word preached, um, taking all of that together, it should raise us up, not just in our affections, 
but in our affections as well as our actions. And it should raise us up in our faith to be stronger mm-hmm. in what we actually believe. And so going along with what you were just talking about, Joe, about a, a more ro- robust view yeah. of the Lord's Supper then, we really need to be thinking through these benefits and the importance of the Lord's Supper and not just tacking it on the end of the service, yeah. not just trying to throw it in to see where is this going to fit. Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes, I shouldn't say oftentimes, my previous experience has been where it's like, ah, ah yeah, let's get through this. Ah, Lord's Supper this week, it's, you know, once a month. How are we going to do this? What song are we going to cut? Oh, man. It's yeah. almost like a hassle, right? Right. Um, where what we're talking about here is something, a, a, a means of grace, right? A means of grace to uh, the church itself. And so as we, we partake of this, as we enter into this, uh, we should be entering into it uh, soberly and, and expectantly, right? Uh, for for that, what, like Joe just said, the strengthening of our faith in Christ. Yeah. Uh, the, the fact that, that it is so common for... Um, a number of denominations uh, and kinds of Christians, but I w- I, let's talk about Baptists. Yep. The, the fact that it is so common for us to have an underdeveloped understanding of what's happening and why we do it when it comes to the Lord's Supper, as well as baptism for that matter, hmm. is concerning because we are robbing ourselves of the uh, the, the benefits, the, um, let, me, let me scroll back up here. Yeah. Uh, the, the benefits, yeah, there it is, the benefits of his death, um, the benefits of, the, uh, of these things. We rob ourselves of that, but then we also wind up robbing God of glory mm. in that we're not highlighting all that he is doing in us because of Christ by the Spirit. Do, do you think this is like an overreaction to Catholicism? Oh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like you look and you say, "Oh, that's high church, right. right? That's high church," and I don't need. Hey, I don't need the stained glass. Right. I don't need uh, all the frills of the sanctuary. Just give me four walls in a warehouse and let it be all rustic. And let me show you that the the, the church is not the building, guys. You right. know, I want to invest in people. And right. like the, the I, I don't know, I kind of see that. I mean, I grew up in Catholicism. And I miss sometimes the, the notion of sacred space, right? Yeah. I miss like the actual, like the sense of awe when, right. when entering the sanctuary. Um and I, 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 when I'm hearing about these denominations or individuals or have experienced kind of uh, a laxadaical attitude towards the Lord's Supper, I think to myself, is this just a reaction to the, you know, to Catholicism, uh, and it just went way too far, right? Yeah, I think that's part of it for sure. Um, I think there's probably different reasons why people would do that. I mean, I think sometimes it's because, uh, and maybe initially, there's a pushback against the abuse. And so the pendulum can mm. swing and that in the pendulum, sw- and we see this in our culture, we see it in the church. Uh, there, there is an abuse or there's a problem. So the pendulum will swing all the way over to the other side because there isn't sufficient investigation, study and discipline involved in the response. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. a reaction. It's more emotional. And so, yeah, it's like, Oh, let's, let, let's smash all of the statues and like, let's do all. And it's like, well, okay. And I'm not talking, I wasn't talking about the Confederate statues. I was talking, I was thinking of iconic. It, it really kind of felt like you're going yeah. that way. I'm like, Oh, all right. Okay. You want to know? I'm okay with uh, tearing down the Confederate statues personally. I don't have a problem with that. You guys lost. Anyway, uh, there goes a quarter of our viewers. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I think that, um, I was thinking of iconoclasm, right? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Protestants yeah. coming yep. in and just tearing down all of the statues. So I understand like the motive behind a lot of that, 
But um, what I, I think we need to do is, is have, have, have a careful, disciplined response. And so, yeah, you, that is part of it. I think also, though, after that, people are just raised oftentimes, especially non-confessional churches are or, or churches that are confessional in theory, but don't actually use the in confession. Yeah, but not in practice. Right. So they, then they, nobody knows. If you're not catechizing, if you're not teaching, if you're not instructing, then nobody is going to know what is happening or mm. why this is important. So it really does come down to you know, the ongoing instruction of God's people. Discipleship, if it's going to be effective, has to be both theological and practical. Mm. Paragraph eight, Joe, can I move on to it? Let's do it. All right. All ignorant and ungodly persons, as they are unfit to enjoy communion with Christ, so are they unworthy of the Lord's table and cannot, without great sin against him, while they remain such, partake of these holy mysteries or be admitted thereunto. Yea, whoever shall receive unworthily are guilty of the body and blood of the Lord, eating and drinking judgment to themselves. Whoa. It's a, it's, a, it's a heavy one. That's a scary one. You're, not everybody should be taking the Lord's Supper. Yep, and check yourself before you wreck yourself. Or before God wrecks you. Yeah. Yeah. He cut you down. Smite thee. Um, all right, so clearly um, there are people who are not fit for the Lord's Supper. Every Christian is going to understand that. Non-believers shouldn't be taking communion, mm -hmm. uh, shouldn't be taking the Lord's Supper. They are not prepared for it because they don't have faith in Christ. They're not united to Christ. They don't have peace with God. But here we're told that all ignorant and ungodly uh, are unfit to enjoy communion with Christ. So they are unworthy of the Lord's table and cannot without great sin against him, while they remain such, partake of these holy mysteries or be admitted thereunto. So there's a sense in which we can say that there are unbelievers who should not be taking the Lord's Supper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are also believers that should not hmm. be taking the Lord's Supper because they are not ready themselves because of a, a unrepentant sin. Yeah. There's yep. the, the condition of their heart and their soul, not in their standing before God, but in their walking before God, hmm. they are simply not ready. That's why it says, yay. And Jimmy, when it says, yay. Oh, you better pay attention. Yeah. It ain't time to play. Okay. <laughs> yay. Whosoever shall receive unworthily are guilty of the body and blood of the Lord, eating and drinking judgment to themselves. And no, so yay. Take note of what they say. There you go. There you go. That I one's like better. It. No, I like my play. No, 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 no. no, no time to play. Nah. Yeah. When they say yay, they, it ain't time to play. Mine's when they say yay, pay attention to what they say. Nah. Nah, it's better. Nah. It's I think that's the people have spoken. All right. Just listen to the people. <laughs> they like mine better. Um, so there is, uh, you know, a, a person who is in unrepentant sin, mm -hmm. in rebellion against God, um, should not be observing the Lord's Supper. And so what they're pointing to here in, you know, the, the scripture and the footnotes, you know, not only is it, is it simply quoting this very thing for anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself from 1 Corinthians eleven twenty nine. The context here is that in the Corinthian church, as, as these Christians, as this local church would gather together and observe this, uh, people were getting drunk. They were being selfish. They were excluding other people. They were being prejudicial. They were being exclusive. Mm. They were being jerks. They were hurting the body. And because of this ongoing persistent sin, while they were proclaiming to follow Jesus and while they were you know, claiming to have this, this intimate relationship with Christ, they were observing the Lord's Supper. Uh, what happened to them, Jimmy? What's it say? They, uh, they got a little sick. Oh, yes. It did not bode well. They got a little sick just a little bit so that they died. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to mess about. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I know everybody's doing the mess around, 
but I do not want to mess around with that. It, yeah. it actually scared me. Now, I know that there are people that would say, like, this was happening in the first century. This sort of thing doesn't happen now. I've mm-hmm. even got a friend that takes that argument. But I'm actually comfortable saying that um, when Christians persist, and in particular groups of Christians, uh, persistence in uh, without repentance, that God brings different forms of judgment or discipline. Yeah, our holy them. God, our yeah. just God. Yep, yeah. And he does it because he actually loves us. He's like, man, you guys are messing up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like my daughter, Madeline. Oh. She, you know what she's not allowed to do? Uh, take communion. Anything. No. <laughs> what she's not allowed to do is to have anything up in her room from the kitchen except for water. Oh, okay. No juice. Yep. No snacks. Yep. No sand, no nope. crafting, okay. no glue, yeah. nothing. No scissors. Not that we would have sand in the kitchen. But my point is, like, she can't bring stuff up there because when she brings stuff up in her room. She don't bring it down. It don't, no, in fact, it gets thrown around mm. because she'd be playing the clown. See how I did that? Yeah, yeah, right. really good. So, uh, and then, like, uh, I think last night, Jen went up there and there's, like, a bunch of stuff up there. <laughs> oh, man. So, so Maddie and Ariana are two peas in a yeah, pod. Yeah, like our girls, they like this. Yeah. Catherine, same thing. Catherine, like, same thing. Some, well, now she's 18. She's fine. But I'm just saying, like, so um, when when they do that, they encourage kind of discipline, a kind of judgment. Because hmm. mom loves them so much, she wants them to be responsible and to enjoy their room. And when they're jacking it all up and messing it all up by trying to make some kind of green slime in the room and it gets on the carpet and ruins the carpet, <laughs> you got to pull it up. Uh, so there are consequences. Yeah. Yeah, if we catch her up there with anything, the phone disappears. Her phone disappears. She got the iPhone 11. iPhone disappears mm. for a week. Boom, gone. Forget about it. Man, how old is she? Nine. No, iPhone she's, 11. She's, oh, she's 12. She's 12. Uh, <laughs> she's 12. No, she's 12, and she's going to the junior Man, high. Life must be good at the Thorn household. Yeah, we're not buying them golf clubs. <laughs> By the way, are you going to get paid for this? Actually, I'm pretty sure the golf clubs are less expensive than that iPhone 11. Well, I got her iPhone 11 for free. Okay, it's not. It's not. Okay. It's not less expensive. So are they going to pay you to be a model? Uh, there's something about compensation. Yes. Now, is it you get the golf clubs or is it actual compensation? I'm actually hoping for the golf clubs. Mm. Yeah. No, they look great. I can't wait to find out when and where this is going down. Uh uh-uh, uh. I will be there. No, you will not. No, you will not. I will be there and D and D will be there. Uh uh-uh. uh. We're gonna do live. Nope. No. Nope, nope, Instagram no. story. No. Time. No. No. Oh, yeah, Joe, yeah. I have a question though mm-hmm. on this paragraph. Yeah. Last question. Okay. If I can ask this, please go ahead. All right. So you've been talking about uh, an individual maybe that uh, that's unrepentant or mm-hmm. doesn't have faith, right? Mm-hmm. It takes it on godly manner. What about maybe this still fits? Yeah, maybe it still fits. Why don't you try asking the question, Jimmy, instead of answer, asking it in your head and answering it in your head? I guess I did, I did okay. answer in my head, but uh, a child, a child of believing parents. Well, it's called pedo communion if they're not actual, like they're not yeah, baptized yeah. believers. So if they're not believing, they if they're not Christian, they should not be taking communion. Right? Yeah, that's why I was, I, I was like, oh, wait, asked and answered in my own yeah. head. Yeah, it's a stupid question. Jimmy. No, I think it is good. <laughs> no, it's a very it's good not, question. It's not snack time, people. No, no, and our kids want to do it. Our kids are always like, "Yeah, hey, when we do it." And oh so, yeah, for the first like two months, yeah, every time my kids would be like, "Why can't I have it?" I'm like, "Yeah," because man, you haven't con- you you haven't confessed a love for Jesus. You know what they do um, in in some of the churches, uh, Dutch Reformed churches? They're famous for giving their kids these little mints. There's a special. There's special mint. A testament? No, not a testament. These are way cooler. Less blasphemous, less <laughs> violating the third commandment. Anyway, um, they, they have these mints, and so I saw them. Anyways, Jen does something like that, uh, 
after communion, before we start singing and stuff, um, Jen will give the little kids a mint. It's sort of like a breakup in between things. So we talk about it, we pray, we do the Lord's Supper. And then when it's over and uh, we're doing it, she gives them all the, get a little mint. Hmm. Get a little mint. Now it's not in, it's not like a pseudo communion. They don't, they don't, they're not like. No, it feels like it is. It's kind of a ritual thing. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, it's just like a little treat. Like, hey, you know what? You're not fit for communion. But but you can have this mint. How about this tasty mint? (laughs) You can't go behind door number one. But but check out door number three. Y'all forgot to brush your teeth for the third day in a row. Here's a mint. (laughs) Enjoy. Well, we'd love to hear you guys' thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at DocAdiva or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DocTrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast right up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Later. Later.